like twin sons on a womp rat's tail. Welcome back to the Tumbling Saber podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, one and all. It's, uh, you know what? I was thinking long and hard, am I going to take another week off? I'm not feeling it. I'm, I think I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sick. I'm still under the weather. Allergies are getting to me, cold, all this crap. And then, and then we had a big news story break late last week, which pulled me out of the doldrums and got me back in the saddle. So I'm glad to be back. Uh, how you guys doing? It's been a couple weeks since we've spoken, since we've even recorded anything at all. Uh, what's up? What's going on, Carlos? How you been? I've been good, man. Things, uh, things slowly, uh, getting better. Um, I could see a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, all my uh, my stuff is being uh, uh, being shipped, and uh, my t-shirts are in queue to be pressed. And um, almost done with uh, with the recording. Well, the recording's done, but like just some editing stuff that uh, we we need to fix. But uh, yeah, that's going to be mixed and mastered soon. And uh, other than that, uh, yeah, work, 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 work. And that's about it. Keeping it simple. <laughs> Even that, as intense as it might be, it's it's simple. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the, 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 the execution is difficult. The plan is simple. <laughs> Correct. Corey, what is happening? Yeah, you know, same old kind of on my side too, man. Just taking it easy. Love the fall season. We're, we're getting into the thick of it now. Like, it's been hot. It's been hot lately, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, still preserving stuff. I still got, we still got one more session of preserving to go, so that'll be fun. You know, more salsas, basically all the uh, green salsas and stuff at this point. It's also yeah. soup season. I'm killing it. I'm absolutely killing it. That's been fun. You know, just getting a prep on things. You know what I mean? Making our life, making future Corey's life easier by just cooking additional meals on the weekend. It's a that's a fun thing, man. In fall, I kind of love that. Other than that, you know, uh, just enjoying multiple shows on multiple fronts from multiple streaming services. A lot of good stuff out there, man. Ugh. Aren't we spoiled? Indeed. Indeed. Other than that, I watched the Garfield Halloween with my son. Nice. Had to get that uh, done. I, I think I'll probably watch it again. That's just, that's Halloween, man. It's not the, it's not the season until you, until you pop that baby in on your old DVD player. Anything Star Wars you want to mention? Uh, At all? Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I got some <laughs> stuff here on the collecting aspect. Anyhow, but all right, let's we'll, get, we'll get to that in a sec, I guess. All right. Yeah. Well, no. On the on the Star Wars front, uh, I guess yeah, it's been a little slow to be honest. I mean, I played with my son a bit in the car in the morning before the bus. He's got the got Wrecker, Cad Bane, and the Mando in the car. It's quite intense. That's quite the uh, yeah, that's quite the skirmish you can have yourself there waiting for the bus. It was fun. <laughs> Timelines don't cheater. match up. Not canon. <laughs> such a cheater. Of course, of course, they, they they always have the best weapons and the best shielding, and you can't touch them. But the, every shot they take kills you. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I'm like, your jetpack isn't working. You can't fly anymore. Like he totally just got you. No, it doesn't matter. He they fixed it. In three seconds, they fixed it. Um, <laughs> let, I, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at the Sandcrawler podcast who are not going away, but they are taking a little bit of a hiatus or a lot of a hiatus. And um, you know, just, I want to give my appreciation to Mike and Dan for what they've done for collecting the, the, that community for, for a long time uh, on via their podcast. 
And uh, I will miss them. They, I was always looking forward to their shows, especially now that we just had uh, a PulseCon. I was, I was hoping and really hoping that there would be a, a, an episode to sort of help break it all down. And, um, well, there was, <laughs> but it was a bit of a sign-off uh, from Mac. But they're still around. I mean, it's not like they, they've disappeared. We can still talk to them anytime we want. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I will miss their show. But um, I, part of it is, I think, should serve as a wake-up call to Hasbro. Because the, the, just the, the, the growing expense and the growing frustration of having fun in this hobby is a big factor of, of what sort of forced them into hiatus. And I feel that as a collector. You know, we, we do talk about collecting here every week a little bit. And it's been tough. And I feel like I've been like bagging on Hasbro and just like negative on the collecting aspect for most of 2021. But it's not just me. (laughs) As as, uh, Matt can can attest to now, it's been sort of frustrating enough that they've said, you know what, we're going to put this pod on the shelf until things change and until the, the hobby is in a better state of health that we can get back to this with the positivity that we're that we're used to doing. So I, I I don't know if Hasbro pays attention to that kind of thing, but I hope they do because they were one of the great collecting podcasts and uh, they've made it difficult. You know, they've made some really bizarre choices and it's, it's, yeah, it's been frustrating and it's, it's, it's cost our community uh, a couple of members, at least for the time being. So anyway, I want to give a shout out to Sandcrawler for all they've done and, and uh, hope we, they be back when they're ready. Yeah, agreed, man. And Mac's been on the show before, and maybe, you know, maybe he's he's maybe he with some extra time on his hand. Maybe we can get him back, <laughs> get him back on the pod at some point in the future. But uh, with that, um, like I said, Has, Hasbro PulseCon did come and go this past weekend, so let's take a pit stop there, uh, where all kinds of stuff was revealed. Well, we'll take a look at that. And uh, Corey, did you pay attention at all, or did you sort of take a recap over the weekend? I took a recap over the weekend, you know, I, my hopes weren't like, I, I, I can't say them not on the same page in the whole star Wars collecting as of late in the sense of what's coming out, how it's dis- distributed. Uh, so I, I, I was anxious and hopeful, but at the same time, I wasn't like, I got to be glued to the, the TV when this comes out. Yeah, I was feeling largely the same way and I, I knew it was coming. And I, I, I don't know if I said it here on the podcast or if I said it in my Facebook DM chat with our collecting friends where I said like, you know, it's, it's coming, but I feel like they've eaten their own lunch with the pipeline reveals. I feel like all the stuff that they've already revealed via pipeline is just stuff that they're going to give us an update on. And that's going to be PulseCon. And lo and behold, that's basically what it was with a couple of other surprises thrown in. So overall to me, not the greatest event of all time, but uh, some cool stuff was revealed just the same. And uh, on the vintage collection side of things, they uh, they did reveal another builder pack of uh, Rebel Fleet Troopers. So this will go really well for those people who like to build armies. And uh, again, the No Frills packaging is uh, appreciated because you just throw a bunch of figures in a box and move on. And then... Really, the order of the day when it came to uh, vintage collection was Mandalorian and a little bit of prequel era stuff. So they've they've thrown together Grogu and Mando again in a in a build pack with those spiders from Maldo Crace. 
which is, I think was episode two from season two, the ice planet. So if you want to build spiders, or the little build yourself a little scene with all those spiders, you now have a, a build up pack to do that. And then they showed off a Navarro Cantina set, which it's, it's cool, but that is an easy pass for me. I'm not even going to touch that, even though it comes with an exclusive death trooper. And then there was like, there was four um, figures from the prequel era. One being Padawan Anakin, which it really is a good little likeness of Jake Lloyd. And an Obi-Wan from Attack of the Clones with the mullet. Although the hair is a little too dark, but it's a good looking figure just the same. And then a great looking Mace Windu. Holy cow. It's like a three and yeah, three quarter Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's fantastic. Like for, for, for a vintage a series figure and a three and three quarter, the face sculpt is on point. I want like Mace Windu figures always turn out well. And I wonder if just because you don't have to deal with hair. He's always bald. <laughs> And I feel like that's a key detail that you that they don't have to worry about getting wrong. I feel like that's that's got to be one of the things that that adds to the success of almost every single Mace Windu figure. And then the, the one that the, the vintage collection thing that caught my eye and is a prayer answered is a re-release of VC one hundred and two, which is the, the first the first Ahsoka figure. Now, if you were collecting vintage collection about a decade ago. And pass on it as I did. It was a major regret because this figure now, you know, carded is seven, eight hundred bucks. Yeah, I passed on. I passed on that figure. I was going to buy it. I swear to God, at the Randy's convention at the Cape, the Cape convention in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. This guy had it on the peg for one hundred and seventy-five bucks, and I know I could have talked him down probably to him. Eh, let's say like one forty-five, one forty maybe, max one fifty. And I would have thrown in a couple of the comics on the side, possibly, but uh, it, un- I didn't do even it. at the time, you're like, that's too much to spend on a figure. Yeah. And I yeah, get it. I was, I was really close though, man. Like, dude, I was really, really, really close. Like, uh, let's, let's just say this, for example, like that Clone Wars issue one, the first appearance of Ahsoka, basically our comic book guy, he found like six of them in the back of the shop, like six of them. And they're, they're all selling for, Anywhere between, I guess, nine and eleven hundred US right now, and he found six, and he's, he's they're all gone. Like nine. Uh, yeah, it was probably even more. I think you're right. I bought issue two because I was like, I'm not missing out. It was his last issue two. Yeah, that's a, those, those are pricey issues now. Anyway, uh, so that that Ahsoka figure is being re-released, which is an answer to my prayers because I really wanted that thing, but I was never going to pay anything close. To the going rate, so I was gonna have to live without it until, until now. So and and there's some peeved off people who own this figure, and in some cases have a couple who bought them for investment purposes and are not thrilled. Yeah, the <laughs> the, the price will plummet if it hasn't already. It probably hasn't yet, that. but it will. It won't plummet. I'll say like a lot of them do maintain some value, but a lot of value anyhow. It all depends on the figure, I guess. But black series figures aren't aren't selling what they they used to. No, I didn't. They're toys. They're they're not investment vehicles, or at least not effective ones. You know, they well, might be, could be if you if you play the market when it's hot. You know what I mean? Well, if you want to, yeah, in a short term flip, great. You can do that. 
Otherwise, to hold on to it, you're just setting yourself up for a re-release that's going to screw you. Yeah, especially so, for the, the, the figures that people clamor for. Exactly, exactly. And and this is one that a lot of people were clamoring for, me. And uh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm super happy. Bring it on. Give me give me the this carded Ahsoka that I can finally get my hands on at a reasonable price. And uh, anyway, from there, that's the vintage collection side of things. Let's go quickly touch on Black Series. And, you know, I, I never got into the Force Effect Sabres for obvious reasons. They, they're astronomically expensive. But, man, this Leia one from Rise of Skywalker is cool. It's really nice. And it, it makes me have a little bit of FOMO now. I'm not going to buy it, but holy smokes, do I want it bad. Well, I definitely, at one point, I don't know. I haven't really looked into it too much. I don't know how much they go up in value and whatnot, but I would definitely like to have a couple of sabers up on the wall at one point. Those are really nice pieces, you know? Well, these are things, secondary market, they tend to go up. It's strange. It is. I mean, there's other other ways to get this. There's other lines aside from from you know black series force effect stuff that you you can explore. But yeah, they they tend to go one direction. Uh, and then there was again there was Mando with Grogu and one of those spider creatures. This is black series as well. And Sixth inch, right? What's that? I'm looking at it. I'm looking at them now too. And by the way, we are using the Sandcrawlers post on this to sort of uh, follow the releases. So they're still bringing the value. Even though there's no pods, they're still bringing the value by recapping the event for us. So we can relay the info here. I won't be touching this one, I don't think. Not because I, I, I'm not creeped out by spiders. They don't bother me at all. I, but I, I've, got, I've got Mando enough times now. I've got Grogu enough times. I'm not going to pay the price for a target exclusive just to get a spider. Yeah, I'm really actually quite surprised with this one, to be honest. I mean, I personally don't have a Beskar Mando yet, which is kind of a bit upsetting, but at the same time, whatever, I don't care. And the whole baby uh, Grogu thing, you know, like him, like, I don't know, he's on like a piece of snow or whatever, like it's, and the spider too, like how many of these things are they going to make, you know, like the, the Funko Pops, they've made, God knows now, like they're just really exploiting this child. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, no, he's yeah. cup of tea, absolutely. frog, like everything. Like, he's huge. Soup, he's whatever. absolutely huge. He's he might get be the it. single biggest creature or character in Star Wars since God, I don't know, since before the prequels. Like he yeah. is the singular most impactful character in terms of merchandising since. Uh, think pick, of the word one. you're looking for, Kyle, is gravitas. <laughs> Jesus. Anytime they can they can monetize this little thing, they will. Anyway, and they really along. are. And this, this is kind of apparent, man. And that's that's the sad part of it. Like, I'm like, well, why this? Like, do we really need this figure? Well, do we need any figure? <laughs> no, but I mean, this seems excessive. This. It seems. Well, I'm sure there are, but I, th there's plenty of room for other Black Series figures to be made. Like we don't we don't need this one in particular to be honest. I hear you. I hear you. So what about this one then, Corey? How about Cobb Vanth? How does that strike you? I don't know yet, man. To be honest, I God, like I've I've pretty much bought like almost every Mandalorian six inch figure now, and I'm like, like why? Like do I even really want to like continue down that vein? Like I've started, yes, but 
I don't know. Like, I, I think the figure itself looks great. Tilly, uh, Timothy Oliphant's like magnificent in the first place. And, and the, the, the sculpt's not that bad. Like it's, it looks like a really cool figure. I liked his character, but I don't know. Maybe I'm convincing myself, but when I first saw it, I was like, meh, whatever. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Basically. Let's just say I'm not going to get the plastic anxiety over it. But if I do see it, I might just have to pick it up. But again, I have a feeling by looking at it, this is going to be uh, not your now $34 figure. This, oh, this is no. going to be like... A, no, Corey, this, this is going to push you off the edge. This is a deluxe. Okay. A deluxe, which is 60 something? No, it's probably... For us, it's probably going to be a forty-four ninety-nine piece. Okay, so like the Jar Jar thing. It's, yeah, it's going to be a $50 figure, which for me, nope, I'm out. Yeah, at that point, I'm out too. It's like, what are you getting really like? You're getting the same thing everything Boba Fett has, really, like, except it's all separated in bigger packaging. You're getting the jetpack, two guns, and a helmet. Well, that is the Mandalorian in Beskar. Two blasters, well, a rifle, a handgun, a jetpack. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy to me. So for, for, to go from, uh, you know the regular price to deluxe pricing because you made a head sculpt. Uh, no, 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 no. That, that this thing should be a regularly priced figure. Yep. Agreed. When, they, when they said deluxe, I, I just, I threw my hands up. It was so disappointing to hear those words come out of their mouth. You know, it's, it's one thing to have like someone like Zeb or, or Wrecker, something that, that is a big substantial piece of plastic that I yeah. get. But this, this is a regular figure. Like e even the $44 Jar Jar one, which didn't really sell like I thought it would. And I, I jumped all over that thing because I wanted it. You know, like even that kind of makes more sense to th than this for, to me. It's a much more detailed figure. I would. Well, well, well I, I mean, know, the, the I deco on this Cobb Vanth is, is great. The wear that they yeah. have on the, on the Boba Fett armor is amazing. It's fantastic. But I'm sorry. There's nothing about this that screams deluxe whatsoever. That's a it's big just a big miss. packaging. Hey, look at the look at the look at the the jetpack. That's what it's about. Look at the jetpack, so different. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, it's a little bit different. They put that patch on it for you know the thing where it, it got damaged in Return of the Jedi. They put a little patch over it. They get the details right. I get it, but to deluxe it, no, miss me with that one, man. So that one, if I get it, I'm gonna hope to, you know, find it on sale, which I doubt, or get an open. Why, why find somebody who's selling it loose a couple of years from now and pick it up then. Hey, you know what? We'll see what happens with me. Like, I, like I said, I'm not going to get anxiety over it, but uh, just so happens. I, I'm not going to go hunting for it either, but if it just so happens that I do see it one day and you know, it's the only one in the pegs. I, I might, I might pick it up. We'll see. I don't know. Well, one thing about this, all this stuff, I did not pre-order a single thing coming out of this event. Not one thing, which is, hmm. Given the way I, uh, my collection has grown over the last couple of years, I completely stopped the pre-order. Like the pre-order thing was the key, but I'm tired of of locking up my money in something that I'm not going to see for minimum six months and probably more like a year. So that is not happening anymore. But, but the next figure is a must-have. Ladies and gentlemen, Migs Mayfeld. 
See, this is the one that that I wanted the most, and I'm a little disappointed because kind of doesn't look like Bill Burr. Like it does, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's his face is kind of compressed, isn't it? You know, I, there's something. There's there's another actor out there who it reminds me of that I just can't put my finger on right now. It's killing me. Yeah, the, it's I the beard. No it's the beard, man. I mean, I'm still picking this up. If anything, if I don't like the face sculpt, I'll just leave the helmet on and it's still a cool figure. I mean, why would you... Like, the whole point of this is, to be honest, like, you put the helmet on and he's just another Imperial, right? Yeah, but I don't have a Mud Trooper. Or, you know, this is not... He's not necessarily a Mud Trooper, but... Oh, he's... Uh, the, what is that tank called? Like a Goliath or something like that? Listen to yourself. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. No, he's a tank driver, like that big, huge tank driver. Yeah, I get it. But still, I don't know. Like, it's like for me personally, like if I'm getting this, like it's because it's Bill Burr, you know what I mean? And well, the the character also that he played in the Mandalorian, like I wouldn't want to be covering his face. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I, I, who's kidding who? I'm going to buy this figure and I'm going to live with the, with the less than perfect face sculpt. And one day you're going to meet Bill Burr and get him to sign it. That was literally my thought. Like one day, I'm gonna be traveling. He's gonna be like, hey. I'm, gonna ha- I'm gonna I'm gonna carry that black series with me everywhere I go until I can actually meet Bill Burr so that he could sign it for me. You know, you know what it's gonna be like. He's gonna you know that when people do that thing where you put the, their finger in front of the teeth, he's gonna be like, eh, Mayfield. He's gonna be like, eh. he's, he's gonna be like, get the out of here. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said, but. Really? No. I really have no idea. I can just picture him. If some Star Wars geek like totally is like, like Bill Burr, Bill Burr, like sign my Mayfield, be like, he'd be like, eh, Mayfield. <laughs> like, like, I don't, like, I can't see him being uh, nice about it. Like, you well, know he's, I mean? a, he's a very private guy. I, I don't know how many people approach him in public. <laughs> and yeah, I don't probably, think you'll ever see draw him. Back. I probably don't, draw back. I, I, you know, he. I don't think he's the type of guy you'll ever find at Star Wars Celebration. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but I, I don't think you'd he, see him there. I mean, he's literally the guy who who talks about the Apple keynote and calls it Comic Con or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, yeah, that big nerd fest there, that Comic Con there with Nerd Jesus talking about. <laughs> Talking about Steve Jobs. <laughs> I, I, you know what? It would be nice. It would be hilarious if he went to, to a Comic Con or to a Star Wars celebration and then did like a 20 minute act where he just makes fun of nerds. Yeah, that yeah that's it. That's the way I, I, could, I, I would see it going down. But I, look I, I at don't... you all coming here, getting diseases from each other just to look at your favorite Star Wars guy. I... It was in the movie for like two seconds. I don't think the majority of people in the crowd would take it very well. <laughs> like, Come on, I'm Mayfield. Anyway, moving on. Uh, the next figure is also a must buy. It is Boba Fett from Tython from that episode. Well, it's in his sort of nomad gear. He's wearing that big robe. He's got the bald head, the rifle, and the, uh, the, the I guess, the Bantha toothpick club thingy. That is a Boba Fett figure that I definitely need. 
yeah I, I, i'm kind of digging it too like it's it's to be honest i don't know it definitely looks like uh well let's, let's just say it's just in time for halloween <laughs> i don't know it's it's a bit creepy to be honest i get it he is supposed to be a bit creepy without his helmet on now like things happened inside the sarlacc i guess but uh yeah it kind of shines through he's got a kind of got dead eyes a bit <laughs> But I don't know. Yeah, I'm on the fence about this one too. Like, I I think it, I think it's important if you want to be you know a Boba Fett collector in a way, which would be nice to have kind of that uh, representation a bit. You know, like this this is a part of that journey. Well, I'm just you know it's they've reissued Boba Fett how many times in the last three four years? Like sixty four thousand something like that. And it's, that's probably not an exaggeration. The, so to see a complete well, that, departure, that, that's not true, man. Like the first one was the archive, right back in maybe. 2018 or 19 but the first one came out in like back in like 2014 or 15 so like people were like oh my god well, like give the, us the, the archive Fett. came out and then he came out again with the empire strikes back collection then he came out yeah. again as a carbonized then he came out again as a deluxe return of the jedi yeah i, I got times you. in the last three years for a boba Fett. for sure it's crazy and there's gonna be another one after this too with his repainted armor of course to support book that of one Fett. that one i want that will be yeah, that might give me the anxiety a bit. I'm gonna want that one too. You know, and and it's you know, it's, it's not for you. <laughs> it's enough with the Boba Fett figures, but if they're if you're gonna make them different, then I'll take it. That's fine. So I'm happy with this figure. This is maybe the thing I'm happiest about. Looking at all the the Black Series figures that came, because the rest I don't even care to talk about. To be honest, it's you know, a, a creature pack. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> it's a Galaxy Edge exclusive, I think. I'm not touching that. And then there's a, a pack with Hux and a Mouse Droid and a Black R5-D4 and a First Order Walker figure. Sorry, I'm out. Don't care. And then there was a Droid pack, which is kind of cool. It's got K2SO. It's got a Battle Droid, a Pit Droid, uh, one of those Ball Droids, and... Uh, a little tiny babu frick yeah that's sweet man like that this this is my kind of like come on like come on give us more of this stuff you know like i love the droid packs i have like two or three of them those, those shot up in value quite a bit the exclusives I, are, are a different story yeah or it can be a like, different story because some are worthless and some some shoot way well, up that's my point though it's like why does this have to be exclusive to the park or whatever it's, it's so lame man like like, yeah, I need, I want a pit droid. Like Babu Frick doesn't necessarily belong there. Like you can kind of get him out of there, and it's it's still a super cool pack, man. Like that that uh, that BB unit's amazing. Like I don't know, is that the BB unit from Resistance, Resistance? CB twenty three? Yeah. Maybe is it, it is. Yeah, it looks like it. Huh. Anyway, so that's the majority of the re- of the Black Series reveals, if not all. So well, again, there was also the no, no 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 no. I think you're totally missing out on the uh, oh, the Kowaki and Muzzle Monkey Lizard. Yeah, he, I, I mentioned him as part of a, a creature pack, which I just skipped right over. Dude, come on, Black Series. Yeah, I'm out. I'm down with that. The creature pack, I'm not so down with. Like, if you gave me, gave me these and like, I don't know the the Porgs, I don't care. I don't even know what the thing that looks like Star Fox is and a Minoc. I don't care. But dude, come on, Kowaki and monkey lizards, dude. Uh, they're cool, like, but in a, in a pack like this, like, uh, 
a, re- a reduced price, you know, like. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure you're going to get a chance to get one in the next couple of years with with Return of the Jedi 40th stuff coming. I'm sure he's going to come packed with some sort of Jabba set or a, a, a Bib Fortuna or something. I'm sure. What are the chances of this? Like again, like I don't want to say that this the reveals were very mediocre. To be honest, I, I think the 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 vintage collection took it took the win on this one to me for collectors anyhow. But dude. Where's the Max Rebo set? Oh god. Give me the Max Rebo set in in Black Series format all day. Again, that's anything Return of the Jedi, I think it's just a matter of time. And I think we'll start to see that stuff starting later next year. Like a year from now, I think we're going to start swallowing really hard <laughs> for all of the 40th anniversary Return of the Jedi stuff that will come in surely in 2023. So look out for any of that stuff. That's coming. Um, and then there came the reveal of the Haslabs Rancor. And this thing looks positively badass, man. Did you see it, Corey? Yeah, definitely. Oof. Are you in? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, I mean, it's sheer scale and size is totally impressive because it's like a ratio is a six inch figure, right? So... That's a lot of real estate, man. Like, but I mean, more power to anyone that wants it. I think, you know, if you really dig the ran- Rancor, I mean, if he's your guy, then I mean, for sure, get a do- little display going on. Or, you know, if you you want, you're doing like whole Jabba's Palace thing, that that could be pretty sweet too. Little diorama. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, I got my Rancor, the original Rancor from 1980. Well, the original toy from 83 but i bought it in like 85 or 86 but i still got them super damaged but that's that's the one and only that counts to me man and that that will forever be true it's the only one i'll ever need i I don't want to have a rancor just there in the corner like you know what i mean like you'd have to have a lot of space to display it and it'd have to go along with something else you know what i mean that's like it'd have to be a part of something to well, still I, I'm cool. curious. I am very curious to see what they pack, what like what all the unlocks are as the tiers go up. I, I, to me, a Gamorian is going in this set. To me, the Malakili, the Rancor Keeper, is going in this set as they get higher up the, the 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 chain here. But I don't know what else you could pack with this thing. What like prop little bones, like a little set, set of ribs of a creature it ate. Like I don't know. You get Ula. <laughs> An Ula detachable at the waist, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But you know, the thing is, this thing is currently at 3,385 backers, and they have to get to 9,000. Now, this thing's been, it, it shot out like a rocket in you know, Friday afternoon into Saturday. And it was pretty impressive. But then Haslabs came around and announced a a project for G.I. Joe. And suddenly the growth slowed immensely. And I don't know, you know, I I think they kind of cannibalized their own market at some points because there's a lot of overlap with collectors doing Star Wars and G.I. Joe and Transformers or, you know, any mix of. And so this thing, you know, like I said, it's it's around 3,400 backers. 
and the target is 9,000, and it's moving pretty slowly at this moment. <sighs> so I don't want to say that they shot themselves in the foot, but that first target is pretty far off. And actually, that's not just, that's not the target. The first unlock, like the 9,000 is just to get it backed. The first unlock is at 11,000. So they got a long, long way to go to find out what the first reveal is. And then the second tier is 13.5. So I don't know, man. This is... I, I'm sure it's going to get funded. But I'm, I'm very curious to see the, the growth of this. Because any other HasLab project has been backed like at warp speed. Crazy speed. People just getting behind it really quick. And I think it's another case of possibly Hasbro pushing their, their market too hard. Anyway, we'll see. 45 points of articulation <laughs> for this Rancor. It looks amazing. It's going to stand like what, 18 inches tall and have a 42-inch wingspan when you stretch out its arms. Think about that. That's like, you know, it's, it's almost, it's three and a half full feet. More than three and a half feet. That's amazing. It's going to be a huge toy. And the, like the, the, the articulation, even in the fingers is incredible so if you've got you know if you've got if you have the setup for it this is going to be a, like a, a real focus piece of your collection but you know at 350 us this is another piece that you know in the end will be 600 bucks for us up here once you factor in exchange and shipping and duty so i'm going to sit this one out i will leave like a one percent chance that somehow i i get you know if, if they hit all the tiers and they, they sound cool. Maybe at the last minute I go, ah, screw it, I'm in. This thing's too cool. But uh, we're, we're a long way from that. So uh, that's that's it for Hasbro PulseCon. I thought it was, eh, not, not a terrific event in terms of Star <laughs> Wars. I thought it was okay. You know, I, like I said off the top, they eat their own lunch with the pipeline reveals. Yeah, it was definitely a solid uh, C. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll say that. No, I can't give them more than that. And, you know, there's a lot of pipeline reveals that they didn't show that they talked about. Like Fennec Shand. They really should have showed us what's going on with Fennec Shand. Omega. They talked about that character. Where is the production? What stage are we at with that figure? Those are two figures I really think they needed to show off instead of, you know... Uh, I love him, but Mayfeld could have taken a back seat here if you could, if we could have had Fennec Shand or Omega Black Series figures shown in its place. I would have, I think, fandom would have responded a little better. Oh well, we will see. Okay, so um, we missed last week for a couple of reasons, <laughs> and I always hate missing a pod. But you know, being sick, down and out, um, not having any real news to talk about, it made. Made sitting out last week a pretty simple choice, but uh, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of some of the bigger news items that we missed. And if you guys want to stop and talk about any of these, just say so, and we'll stop. So the first item that we that we missed was that uh, grief grief carga is back. Uh, Carl Weathers informed the world via Twitter that he is heading to work on Mando season three, which not at all surprising if you ask me. Nope. He's already signed on to direct, right? I don't know about that. Probably. But yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, I, the only thing I will say is that, you know, 
going back to season one a couple years ago, okay, Carl Weathers is in this. What's he going to do? Uh, he's, he's probably going to be in three episodes and we'll never see him again. He'll he'll die, as his characters tend to do, and we'll never see him again. Instead, he's gone on a bit of this journey with with Mando, and he I, he's been a very pleasant surprise. So I am I'm happy to see Carl Weathers back. He's 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 a full fledged part of the family now. The second item is that uh, Sasha Banks, who you may <laughs> you might remember from a very low key cameo as Cosca Reeves in season two, is not coming back in season three. <laughs> Boo hoo! Uh, <laughs> it bears mentioning that she did, and I, that's why I go boohoo because I'm not sure I fully believe her. She did say that she was not in season two. She denied it until she was blue in the face, and she turned out she was there. So we'll see what happens. I want to take her at face value. Is a show, she's a Mandalorian in a show called The Mandalorian. At some point, I'm pretty sure she'll be back, whether it's season three or four or whatever. Fine. If it's not this season, I'm sure we'll see her again. Anything you guys want to talk about there? Duh. I mean, I, I, I was kind of on the same page as you, Kyle, just kind of thinking... Could just be play, playing the game, you know? Yeah, I feel like just, this time it was... I mean, but, it would make sense for her to be there being so close to bo So, I don't know. It's kind of strange. It is. But anyway, I'm not I'm not getting bent out of shape. If she's lying, well, now we know. <laughs> she's she's just playing the game. And if she's not, well, I'm sure we'll... I am very sure we'll see her again. And so finally, the, and definitely the most interesting piece, in my opinion, Daisy Ridley, she just casually dropped in an interview that she recently sat down for breakfast with one Kathleen Kennedy, as if that's just a thing that somebody does. And maybe it was just breakfast between two former co-workers. I still keep in touch with former co-workers. But a not insignificant part of me thinks that it, they, it was not just a friendly catch-up. They discussed some things. I don't know what. I don't know what timelines they're talking about. But uh, had you guys heard about this? Carlos, had you had you heard this news? Uh, yeah, I did. But uh, it's like it's so easy to say, oh, my God, she, she's she's testing the waters to see if she's she's willing to come back. Um, but, yeah, until, until anything's announced, like, gonna be hard for me to to get super like um excited about about anything when it comes to that yeah i um, mean it, you can't put the cart before the horse when in this kind of context it's for sure they talked about stuff and i'm sure kathleen wanted to feel her out for like would you are you interested in coming back for a big project you know, before we talk about it internally we're not going to do it without you are you interested Sure. My my first thought was this. My first thought was Kathleen wanted to sit down with her and say, "What could we have done better?" Because she had some criticisms, right? So that that's in my heart of hearts, that's what I wish happened. Uh, because they just want to they just want to do better. Lucasfilm wants to do better. So if if that's the, the whole point of that breakfast and that meeting between those two people. But then, yeah, all day long, baby. Yeah, and I don't think that 
you know, even if Kathleen said like, we, you know, we'd love to have Ray back in the, in the plans for future shows or, or movies, nothing is imminent. I'm sure this is just, this is planning way out in advance and just Kathleen planting a seed over breakfast saying, Hey, listen, we, we, you know, we do want to work together again. What's your, you know, what is your, you know, not, 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 I don't want to say like, what's what's, what is your specific schedule for the next two years, but keep us in mind as you build out your, your uh, projects for in the next few years that we do want to return to Ray. If, if you're in, if you're in as well, because it sounds like John Boyega is, is, you know, he, he's kind of reverted his stance where he's not going to get, he's not going to do Finn again. He will. And I'm sure Oscar Isaac would, would also come back as Poe at some point if, if they wanted him to. So what what about you, Corey? What do you think? (laughs) That's Corey, everybody. Going back oh, out to his car or something like that. All right. <laughs> ah, sorry. I was on mute. Oh, there you go. Hey, ah. man. Ah, whatever. I, I'm kind of on the same page, man. Like, uh, I, I, f- I feel it. It is a formality. Like, you know, they, they've been through a lot together and whatnot. But uh, it could be, like you said, Kyle, planting seeds. But I do find it strange in the way that, you know, I, I feel like both, both them, Daisy Ridley, uh, Ridley and John Boyega have kind of like almost voiced in a way or just led to the it's led us to assume that they were kind of done with star wars but i guess you know kathleen kennedy is kind of big in the industry you know and money talks she's kind of big and yeah <laughs> so yeah well anyhow money does talk and you know if they do have good plans or for a future project like i wouldn't doubt it i definitely wouldn't put it past anyone and i i think it would be I don't know, kind of important for the franchise in a way too, or at least for the sequel trilogy to kind of save some face maybe. <laughs> but I, I would I would definitely see them wanting to exploit these characters in, in some regard if they can. Not exploit them, but, you know, make some money off them, write stories about them, hopefully get them on board as actors and artists, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm pretty sure they weren't just talking about, uh, you know, hey, what books have you, have you been reading lately? Oh, great. Yeah, no, they... They've been talking, they were, for sure they had to be talking about professional things. And again, not, I I don't think that there's any announcement coming. For all we know, maybe Kathleen was just saying, hey, you want to come to Celebration? (laughs) Who knows? I I doubt that that's how that, those arrangements get made. But uh, yeah, I I have a hard time believing that it's, no, they just work together and they just wanted to catch up. They they happened to be in the same town at the same time. So they just had breakfast and that's all, that's all it was. I, I, there's, to me, there's definitely more to that conversation than that, but we won't see the fruits of that for several years. All right, so the the news that saved this week's podcast from being another blank void in your podcatcher. Uh, late on Friday, the Hollywood Reporter reported that Hayden Christensen would be returning as Darth Vader in the Ahsoka series, and if this turns out to be true. Man, what a scoop this is. Uh, Corey, if you're still there, <laughs> how does this make you feel? Uh, I I mean, I can't get down on it. I, I absolutely love hitting Christensen. Like, I, I think, you know, having him part of any Star Wars project moving forward is good news, hopefully. Oh, like, it, uh, sounds, it sounds like you're going to hit us with a butt. 
Yeah, there's a but. I mean, you Ooh. can't keep going back to the Vader well. I mean, granted, he's there. He's ready to act uh, in the role. We've already got kind of got confirmation that he's going to be in the Obi-Wan series as well. Man, it could be the last two times we see him. Who knows? But the big I mean, roles. It, look, it, he's inexorably connected to both Ahsoka and Obi-Wan. So it would make sense that he's in those, right? True, but it it depends on it, to what capacity. That That's the thing that scares me a bit. Like, I trust the story group. And I'm, I'm willing to lean into that. You know what I mean? So it does make me more excited when I think of it in that regard. Because I know they're not going to you know, mess with things the way they are at the moment. Because, you know, right now, the way we know what we know, from what I, I'd like to um, almost... That's that's the thing. It's like, where are they going to play with, with this? What sandbox? What timeline? Because, you know, I really thought the Ahsoka show would kind of... Uh, be looking for Ezra and whatnot, you know, like in, oh, in the Mandalorian now we're time. Getting, now we're getting to Corey's trepidation. I want it to be about Ezra, man. No, that's not <laughs> it at all. Listen to me. I'm I, thought that's what, I thought that's where we were going with this, right? With Thrawn and all that. I thought that's what they were trying to set up. Yes. My trepidation absolutely. is the meeting. And again, that's five years after or so after Return of the Jedi. So Vader's long gone at this point. So where's the show going to play in? You know what I mean? Like we get the firm, firm, firm uh, confirmation. It's fact that Ahsoka meets Vader for the first time in Rebels at the end of season two, I believe. Mm -hmm. Or could he, yeah, at the end of season two mm -hmm. well, or they, midway. They I, connect. I mean, they've, they connect. Okay, let me he, pause here. He straight up says the, he says the apprentice lives. Yeah. And that's she's like, that's oh, at the beginning she, of season she, two. Yeah. So she passes out. He's like, the apprentice lives. It's their first meeting. And you almost want to think in that whole, uh, everything that happens in that season, it culminates with uh, Twilight, Twilight yes. of the Apprentice. So you want to think that's their, that's their meeting. That was their uh, farewell or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, where is this film? Like, how, where's their space for them now to take this on? And the only thing that really makes sense to me is when you see the Ahsoka, uh, Ahsoka marquee or whatever, the logo and it's you know her, her playing around with the timelines or not necessarily playing Ugh. around with the timelines but being able to visit them Ugh. is one of the only things that makes sense unless they go back in time and he's anakin but at this point i really don't think they're going to de-age people that much to right to let, let me pause you there because um our our pal in ireland dave writes in he's got he's got some questions for us and it, it will sort of help us hit all the points that, that need to be hit because this is big news so dave writes <clears throat> Hey, pals, the Anakin Vader in Ahsoka news has set all the wheels spinning. Do you think it could be he appears as a force ghost Anakin to her? I'd love to see it. Have have him direct her to Luke, maybe? If we're going to see an Ahsoka series set in the time it's set, I don't see how they can't bring Luke into it, given they're both rocking and around the galaxy at this stage, right? I think it would be more productive in a story sense to do that than flashbacks to her and him either as Van Vader or Anakin. She's only had one interaction really with Vader. Are they going to flash back to that fight maybe? So many possibilities. Anyway, kick it around. Love you boys. That from Dave. Carlos, I'm going to give you the baton here. <laughs> Just empty your head on Vader in the Ahsoka series. I don't think it's Vader at all. I think it's going to be Anakin uh, appearing as a Force Ghost. I, that's... That's what makes most sense, and that's what I hope for. 
you know, I, I read the article again. I'm like, no, they, they, it specifically writes Darth Vader. And I hope that's just something lost in translation or somebody made an assumption. Because I don't know that we need to go back in time to, to Ahsoka and Vader. Yeah, because that's it's already it already played out in Rebels. Like there's like why why would you go back unless she's flashbacking? But like I think everybody who's gonna watch the Ahsoka series saw Rebels. So like actually that's 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 a false assumption. Like I I'm a, I I can't say that for a fact. But like I would assume that. But you know who knows? And and how far back do you flat can you go to the point where you can't use Rosario Dawson anymore? Because she's like Ahsoka is just going too young. Like if you go, if you if they flash back into the Clone Wars, suddenly you can't use Rosario Dawson, de aging no. or not. You can't use her. She's too big. She's she's a mature adult. You got to recast an, a younger Ahsoka. So to me, that that doesn't work. And like the whole idea of like shoehorning in confrontations, like we know that in the Kenobi series, they're doing that. They're giving us Vader Kenobi two and I hope it's not like a a lazy line of thinking of like, well, shit, like fans love that. So let's make Vader fight Ahsoka again, too. Like, uh, like the, the special thing about Rebel Season 2 is the, the, the Vader-Ahsoka dynamic. If we're just going to keep saying, oh, no, actually, they met again after Malachor. Yeah. Like, ah, come on, guys. Get original here. Yeah, that that's it's it's scary a bit in that regard. But I like I was saying from the beginning, I really do trust the the, the story group to really come up with something different. I'd like to think as well that like you guys, it was a forest ghost or something like that. Because again, that that story really was told. Like they can't meet prior. They can't personally. I don't think they can meet again after. They could possibly have a moment within the world between worlds or like a force moment somehow or her nightmares maybe. You know, because if if you're bringing back Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader in the series, like the story says, then we're going to see Hayden as Darth Vader. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't need Hayden Christensen. You just get a stunt double or get some big, big dude in a suit and put him out there. So that's why I'm hoping it's, you know, if, if we're going to see Hayden, that it's as a Force Ghost, because to see Force Ghost Anakin talk to Ahsoka to me has so much more value than to see them fight again. Like, I guess I'm, maybe I'm getting boring, but I'm just at a point where uh, a, a deeper, more meaningful story, more character moments means more to me than seeing lightsabers flying around. You know, like again, maybe that makes me boring, but I don't think we need to see Ahsoka Vader 2.0. Just let's do it in live action. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, it would be. And I'm sure I'd stand up and cheer, but I'd rather the the heavy story point of a Force Ghost Anakin, you know, uh, showing up to Ahsoka to sort of apologize, atone, just to reconnect with her on on that level that we're used to seeing them be at. And then, and then I guess the... the uh, then it's dominoes, right? Because if you do that, then Anakin also has to show up to Luke at some point. We have to see that in live action. And then you have to, at some point, take that extra step, which to me is the biggest, glaringest, stupidest hole in all of uh, Disney Star Wars since it's come back, is why didn't Anakin show up to Kylo? And 
maybe he did, but we should have we should have known that by now. My head cannon is that Palpatine was blocking him. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's what I was gonna say too. That's an easy thing that somehow Palpatine had the power to to close Anakin's Force Ghost off from from Ben Solo. Hey, listen, if some somehow he returned, then somehow he somehow he it. can block that line. Yeah, that's 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 the best way to look at it. But it's like, tell us because to like to me, it makes it's it made no sense in 2015 and 2016 and 17 and now that. <laughs> We still don't know that Anakin ever reached out to Ben Solo. That is glaringly stupid to me. Yeah, it's strange. It's beyond strange. Like it's I don't I don't want to say it's unforgivable. The only thing the, the only thing I mean they, they incorporated Vader in the whole thing, but it was all Ben trying to live up to his legacy. But you'd have to it's like at one point you have to assume that just, you know, Anakin just is unable to reach out to him somehow. Cause he, he would definitely get involved, you know what I mean? I would think. Unless he's back, you know. Anyway. But he, you would think he'd have to. Like he had to have said, "Like Ben, I know this path you're going down. Don't do it." And, unless, like, you know, like you said, Carlos, Palpatine has sort of blocked that connection, which would just be, yeah, fine. Palpatine is is as powerful as they come, but that's lazy. That's just avoiding this difficult and an important connection between these two characters by just uh palpatine did it it's like uh, god that that makes my skin crawl a little bit just because I, it it short circuits the whole thing like if i've said this before where if if anakin shows up to ben solo and is like don't do it and he does it anyway it makes ben solo irredeemable right and then uh, yeah like you, you ignored your grandfather who did this exact thing. You idiot! You deserve all the bad things. And then if they don't do it at all, it's just this glaring hole in Star Wars where it's like, why didn't this happen? So they have to address it. And to bring Anakin back as a Force ghost in Ahsoka could set off like the whole chain of events that that lead to you know uh, Force ghost Ben or. Anakin's speaking to Ben because to me they they have to address that you can't I I can't square you know square that circle until they tell me why that hasn't happened remember when we were talking about like all the the force ghost jamboree uh talking to Ray to tell her to get up yeah and Anakin just happens to be one of one of voices and Ahsoka is also one of the voices but Dave Filoni said that she was she, she she doesn't have to be dead to to uh, to communicate with Ray in that in that way. Yep. Well, I mean, it's pretty much canon that Luke reaches out to Leia when she's driving the when she's like piloting the Falcon in an Empire. Yep. So and Leia reaches we, out to Ben. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. I. I mean. I. I was like kind of pissed about it at first, but. It's like, no, they kind of... Oh, there's long precedent for it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like... But it just seems that... really improbable that everybody else is dead, except for her, who just happened to also jump in at the same time. But 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 if she's communing with Vader now, or not Vader, but Anakin now, as a Force ghost, maybe he teaches her how to do that stuff. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. 
Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I am totally down for, for Hayden back in the series, however they want to do it. I, my preference is that it be as, as Anakin as a force ghost. There's just so much more meat on that bone to me. And, uh, and the other thing is like, if you put Anakin or Vader and Ahsoka in the same spot again and make them fight, you know, Ahsoka gets away and it's just, it's another, it's, you're making Vader look weak and ineffective. Like his enemies just keep getting away over and over and over. And it's, it's not a good look. This is supposed to be like the, the most lethal guy in the galaxy. <laughs> and Ahsoka is now, she'll escape, have escaped twice. And Kenobi will have escaped. And Ezra and Kanan got away. And everybody gets away. Plot ar- it's plot armor. I get it. But geez. Come on, man. It's like, uh, let's try spinning. That's a good trick. <laughs> like, was he that good? <laughs> or was the forest? Like, I don't think it's him. I think the force just it was a conduit that 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 used anakin uh to do those things and like yeah he's a bit of a bozo man well he's definitely a bozo Whew. yeah so <laughs> but, i'm sorry i mean but the, I, I'm the, sure the, people are really... the perception that that pop culture has of vader and and even as what lucasfilm wants us to think of vader as of like the big terrifying guy in the black suit the more you do this the more the bozo becomes the thing you have to acknowledge. He was a bozo as Anakin. He was at his most competent as a child. And he gets dumber as he gets older. And that's that's the reality of, of Vader. Of course, <laughs> Notwithstanding the comics where he is a complete butcher. Yeah. But in on screen... He's he's a he's a dope. <laughs> he's a dope, and he's constantly tripping over his own shoelaces. You know, figuratively, of course. But yeah, I, I don't know. This this I I'm happy about it. At the same time, I'm just I'm a little bit. I'm, I'm happy for I'm happy for Hayden Christensen. Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's, that's, yeah, that's what I'm really happy about. Um. I mean, and I'm I'm sure that this isn't 2015 anymore. Like I'm 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 pretty sure they're going over the uh, they're going over the plot points properly, and and they're not letting little things go through the cracks anymore. Like they they know that the, 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 what what happened with the sequel trilogy was a little rushed. And there wasn't an over, like, uh, there may have been an overreaching story uh, over the three movies. Uh, and I was always the one beating the drum for that. But, I mean, I think history shown that maybe that wasn't the case. And I don't think they want to repeat the same mistake there. No. And, yeah, I think, you know, I was I was there with you that, yeah, I think there is a, a, an overarching story to the sequels, just not enough. You know, if, if the whole thing was, okay, well, you know, you can do what you like. We're going to eradicate the uh, the Republic. And then uh, we would like for this character to carry through and then uh, inherit the legacy of the Skywalkers. If that was sort of the broad stroke, this is the story arc, 
it's got to be more than that. You know, there's giving creative license to your creators and the freedom to do tell the story they want to tell without uh, shackling them to, to the story points you want to hit. But you, yeah, you got to provide more of a roadmap than that. Because you know, we, we, we had the chat, like, what do the pre, what do the sequels add to the saga? And I'm to this day, I still think about it. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like to me, the biggest point is like the ascension of the Skywalker name to something bigger than just a dysfunctional family. Like they stand for something a bit more now, but that's it. Maybe that's enough, but three movies did not add too much to like the, the, the mythos, so to speak. But, you know, bringing Anakin back and carefully using him, I think you have, there, there's opportunities there to, I don't I don't like saying the word fix, but to sort of lift up the sequels and give them a firmer spot in the overall lexicon of Star Wars, like the overall story. So by all means, use them. Like Hayden is still, you know, he's around 40. You've got the de-aging technology. You can do what you need to do. So make it work, like make this central character the through line because he was pathetically absent through the sequels. Yeah, Kylo was obsessed with them and, you know, but they never, they never dug into the Darth Vader and Anakin of it all. At least not enough. Like, would you guys agree with that? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to disagree with. Like, it's it literally is hard to disagree with it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like there, there should there should be should, there should be much more connectivity. I think between the two uh, on on a not just a visual level and you know the visually they got it all right, but just uh, like, visually it's stunning. Yeah. Just the guts of the story. Just don't all. Just don't connect in in such a, a a big bad way there's ways to fix that force ghost anakin connecting dots right through to it to his family members i think that could work wonders i i, I if 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 anakin re- like reaches out to ahsoka doesn't he also reach out to luke oh yeah, isn't that how sure. is, isn't that how luke learns about darth sidious and learns about the the hubris of the jedi because he had no idea in, in the, the sequel trilogy. Like, I, I don't think Yoda told him about the hubris of the Jedi. You're, that's a good point. I mean, what we know about Luke in the in-between, and this is a comic book thing, is that he did, he was kind of hopping around finding knowledge about the Jedi. But he knew all about the hubris, which to me would not have been in the books unless he found the diary of some somebody who survived order 66 and wrote it all down. And Luke eventually found it and said, Oh, look at this tell all book. So maybe Luke did have more chats with Kenobi as a force ghost or with Anakin or both. No, somebody, right? Like, or but I don't know about, I don't know if Obi-Wan would have, because when Obi-Wan talks to him in, in the, in the, in the OT, like it's very surface level. Like, I'm not sure how much communication he had with Obi Wan. I it's fr- like Luke. That's what the Obi Wan scares me too. The Obi Wan show scares me in that regard. Luke and Obi Wan's relationship got frostier as it went on. I think with good reason. 
Like once Luke realized that Ben kind of didn't tell him the whole truth, like he was not super receptive to him. Like when you think about the way he, you know, when Obi-Wan shows up on Dagobah after Yoda dies, he's like, Obi-Wan. And he's, he's not happy. Like, why didn't you tell me? Like, and from then it's, it's, I guess, you know, they, they have their connection, but I don't imagine that they were pen pals. (laughs) <laughs> post Return of the Jedi I don't know that yeah. Obi-Wan connected to him at all after that exactly and I, I would still love to see Anakin and Luke together uh, yeah I would absolutely love to see that that conversation but I would love to see and this is something I've, I know I said years ago give me Ahsoka and Luke together what are they going to talk about hmm you know, or is Anakin in that conversation with them? That's too much to handle. I don't think there's a writer on Earth <laughs> who could, George Lucas included, who could take those three characters, put them in the same spot, and and put enough gravitas, Corey, into that scene where we walk away feeling <laughs> satiated. Those are three characters, maybe like three central characters that. Yeah, you could have some closing with Luke and Vader too. Closure, yeah, healing, closure, atonement, all that stuff. There's like Anakin and Luke, Anakin and Ahsoka, uh, and Luke and Ahsoka connecting on levels that they didn't even know existed. There's so much there that they can do, like a catharsis kind of thing for for them and for us. We would just gobble that stuff up, and that would go so far into adding emotional heft to the entire saga. And you know, I. When when they you know, one thing we learned with that gallery episode from this earlier this year is you know remember you see the insane amount of work they did in putting together like the Mark Hamill assets his face his voice I cannot believe that they locked a guy in a room for a year just so they could have Luke show up in one episode I am absolutely one hundred percent convinced that. There will be future Luke stories, and they're going to deep fake it. And they've, and I'm sure they've got Mark Hamill's blessing to do it. I, and I'm, this is almost, I don't know if this tinfoil hat of me, but I am super convinced that any legacy care, like actor that they bring in, including Hayden, they say, listen, this is what we want to do for the future. We want to just scan the hell out of your face. Now we're going to have you read this a, a script that kind of covers. The whole vocal range gets your whole face range of emotions. We're scanning it all so that if we need to digitally recreate you in the future for an Anakin story, we have you as age-appropriate Anakin in perpetuity. Here's a contract. Can we use your likeness going forward? And he signs it. I believe that 100% that they're doing that for everybody that they bring through the door. Just to to future-proof themselves. Because, you know, 10 years from now, if they realize that nothing works like the Skywalker saga, guess what they're going to do? <laughs> Something with the Skywalker saga, right? That, and if they can't use the, the legacy actors, then they'll be like, well, shit, maybe do we reboot this whole thing? So I think they're playing it smart. I hope they are anyway. That they're they're setting themselves up for the future where if they want to bring Anakin or Luke into any story, the technology exists now that they can do it. So yeah, there we go. 
Anything else we want to talk about with uh, with Ahsoka and and Hayden? Well, I think again, this it's going to be really interesting. I think the most important part is how they obviously how they do it, but what timeline it plays in and how, what's Hayden's or Darth Vader's purpose? Because they always mention they never say Anakin Skywalker, right? It's always Darth Vader. But a lot of maybe a lot of when you hear the rumor as a writer, maybe they're not as big Star Wars fans as uh, the people that listen to the show and whatnot, right? So they'll just write Darth Vader, but they should really just be saying that Hayden Christensen's in it. Well, unless they've been told by a reliable source that it's as that Darth it's, Vader. Exactly. And then, and Corey, I kind of blew you off before, but I'm, I do share the concern that if Vader is in the Ahsoka series, like it's hard to bring Darth Vader in and then not have him overshadow the whole thing. We already know yeah. that she's kind of got the, the axe to grind against Thrawn. So what happens to that storyline if Vader's in the mix? And again, it's also the Rebels thing too. There was so much closure there, you know? Somewhat, I guess. Well, they kind of, yeah, they walked away from that fight on Malachor. Both kind of banged up. But I, I think it's clear, though, the way the fight ends with the Dave Filoni cards and all that stuff, she's going to the world between worlds. Her again, her marquee kind of leads us to believe that as well as I would oh, think sure. logo a hundred percent. So uh, there could be truly something to be said there as well, where she could speak to him in that regard and not necessarily change time or use that as a way of a conduit of speaking to him and communicating. Like I, if anyone, this is the thing, the story group knows what to do. Nothing's going to change canonically where they're going to just say okay like this is a reboot and now everything in the past is a blank slate or whatever they'll, i don't think they'll no. ever do that anything put to they'll screen is that. locked in yeah everything's locked in so i i think if there's anyone walking us down that path of understanding like having an interpreter for the audience to be what is the world between worlds what was it how was it used by ancient jedi or ancient force users it's ahsoka who has that title and that responsibility and if there anyone able to do it it's her she realizes her the power that comes with that her responsibility of guarding it and not abusing it and she would never abuse it that's the thing she would only use it she wouldn't pull that uh, what if dr strange episode trying to bring back christine right well no like, there's that episode like that. where she stops ezra from saving canaan Right, yeah. like she she he wants to do it, and she says, "No, you have to respect his choice. This is what he did, but, so that others could survive. You have to respect that and let it go." And that's, that's I, it. But I, at the same kinda, time, he I, saved her. Yeah, he he meddled, and it, but she went like she was insistent that she go right back to where she came out. Yeah, you're right. Like she and didn't, she did, she, and she went right to the world between worlds. She didn't be like, "Oh, I'm going to go back to my home planet and just chill with mom and dad." Like she went back to where she belonged were on the timeline where she felt that she needed to be. And that's what makes me kind of chuckle when, you know, yeah, she's the one that understands, man, when you see her at the end of, of rebels, she's just so much wiser. Even a Mandalorian. She's such a, well, something a mature happened, Jedi. Like, yeah. Something's happened. She's a Gandalf. Her, like the, the Ahsoka that we meet in Mandalorian is in a very, has a much different disposition than the one we meet in rebels. It's almost like a Kenobi-esque transition in her personality, and I'm, I would, I, I, I want to know what made that happen. I don't think it's just inter like Rosario's interpretation of the character. I think 
there has been a transformation in the character. She's she's almost more I want to say like more brutal and violent and cold blooded almost in Mandalorian. And she's not that way previously. And she's you know she's a little more hard edged. So we'll see. What, I want to see what what uh, what brought her there. But again, like a world between worlds, I hate it. It's, but I accept that it's there. And I just you know uh, the idea that you know uh, you can use it as as a way to sort of time travel and undo things like Ray going back and and plucking Ben Solo off the timeline so she can have her guy. It's not how it works. And if it was a, a thing that they did in a story, it would eventually be presented as a mistake because it's it's not the intention of the world between worlds to to be able to manipulate and control fate in that way but we shall see we shall see i'm excited um, you know every time they talk about these shows they get a little more interesting but also a little more a few more landmines put into the field here but we'll see what happens but I think, uh, I think, fellas, I think uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. That will do it. Uh, so, Dave, thank you for the questions, sir. I hope we answered your questions adequately. Let us know if we failed. We'll come back to it. Uh, if you want to catch up with us, you can find us in the Tumbling Saber Facebook group, which is always a fun place to be. And if you want to join us there, we'll let you right on in. So uh, do that. And if you want to be a bigger part of this podcast, your emails can be sent to tumblingsabergmail at gmail.com. And we will put them into an upcoming episode of the pod. Uh, so, guys, between between episodes, until we're back, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? You can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at ccandidomusic uh, or at carloscandido.com. Uh, we're at the last week of, uh, of my uh, Indiegogo, so go check that out uh, on any of those social sites and, and uh, click on that link and grab yourself a bundle. I'd uh, really appreciate it. I want to thank Corey for jumping on. I want to thank um, Eric, our buddy Eric, uh, Eric Lemieux. Ooh, who, nice, uh, Space Ninja. Yeah, yeah. He called me a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he jumped on that. So uh, freaking legend, that guy. And um, yeah, so if uh, you guys are teetering on the edge, you got to trust me. You're going to love the T-shirts. They're freaking awesome. Um, so grab yourself a, a nation, And I, as soon as I did it, I instantly regretted it i was like what did i do what did i do <laughs> come on no, i'm not i'm joking I'm, I'm anxious to, to to see what's going on yeah me too i'm um super excited with the the songs are uh yeah man uh, i don't know i don't know what what to expect with uh with how how it's going to be received uh beyond beyond my 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 crew beyond people who know who i am um i, I have a feeling that this has the opportunity to be something special. Uh, I just hope it's not post uh, post hominus. What is it called? Post po, po, post <laughs> post hominus. What is it? What's the, oh man, two stone. Uh, posthumous. Yeah, I hope I hope I hope it's not posthumously. <laughs> I thought you were trying. I thought you were saying post communist, and I'm like, where are we going? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> posthumously yeah i hope i hope it's uh, well received and i can actually like enjoy some of that um, oh absolutely dude once you're done with it all and you get to see the thing in your hand and you get to hold it and just sit back and look at this passion project that you've done and 
given birth to, you will, uh, no doubt, you will sit back and enjoy it for sure. Oh no, I, I probably will, but it's you know, it's the the, the greater, uh, it's the greater the greater thing that's like uh, getting on getting to me now. But um, yeah, because I'm kind of like that perfectionist, you know. I I, I feel like um, we're doing good stuff, but uh, I I just hope it's well received by everybody. So. I'm sure it will be. Regardless. Go Corey. Yeah, please go check it out. Please go check it out. We got one week left to jump on the Indiegogo. We've all done it. If, you, if you're still listening and you haven't done it yet, just just jump in and grab the digital bundle. At, do just, it. Just do it. Just grab it. Come on. Please. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> please. Corey, where are you at? Yo, hit me up at Chop Rules with a Z on the Twitter machine. That's about it. Slide into my DMs and, you know, whatever, man. Let's Let's do this thing. whatever man whatever and as for me i am also at tumbling saber on twitter also on instagram and also hanging out mostly in the tumbling saber facebook group which we just talked about so uh connect with with us in any of those places and we would love to talk about star wars and all things geek and uh that'll do it so guys thank you all so much for listening uh we'll be back in the next episode and uh, we hope you join us again then. Until then, everybody, stay safe and may the force be with you. Sitting here for hours, looking at that child. Pages getting wider like a mirror to myself. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see.